0: From
1: Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen, we present the Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis show. Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis are brought to you by Anison for fast relief from pain of headache, neuritis, and neuralgia, by Dentine, the gum with breathtaking flavor, by Beeman's Pepsin, the gum that's great to chew and good for your digestion, too, and by Chesterfield. Ask your dealer for Chesterfield, the only cigarette that names all its ingredients. And now it gives me great pleasure to introduce our Master of Ceremonies, Dean Martin. Hi, folks. Thank you. Thank
2: you much. Well, It's HR for the old Martin and Lewis troupe, and... All the familiar hands stand ready to embark on another mission across the NBC airwaves. So, Rich, let's go.
3: You must have been a beautiful baby. You must have been a wonderful child. When you were only starting to go to kindergarten, I bet you drove the little boys wild. And when it came to winning blue ribbons, I bet you showed the other kids how. Well, I can see the judges' eyes as they handed you the prize. I bet you made the cutest bow. Now, you must have been a beautiful baby. Cause, baby, look at you now. well I can see the judge's eyes as they handed you the prize that you made the cutest by ah you must have been a beautiful baby, baby look at you now, baby look at you now.
2: Oh, give
0: hey, Dean! Breath. Hey, Dean!
4: Hey, Dean! Hey, Dean, I got a question. I'm really puzzled. Well,
2: what's up, dear? What's puzzling you?
4: Well, you know that new singer Johnny Ray? Yeah? Well, I can't figure it out. All of a sudden, this guy's a big star. He sells four million records, radio wants him, television wants him. The girls go crazy for him, and the money is coming in hand over fist. Well, all I want to know is one thing. What's that? What the heck's he crying about?
0: Jerry, Johnny Ray
2: doesn't always cry. He just cries when he sings. Oh,
4: I get it. He don't
2: sing so good. Ah, no, don't talk crazy, Jerry. Johnny Ray sings very good. Oh, then you should be crying. Now, look, Jerry, Johnny Ray doesn't bother me any more than Jack Benny bothers you. Good heavens. I didn't think you felt that miserable you don't mind, Jerry, if you don't mind, I'd just as soon drop the whole subject.
4: Sure, Dean. But first, I got to tell you, you don't have to worry about those other singers, because in my book, you're the greatest of them all, buddy. And I mean it. You got something that's really different. It sets you apart from all the rest. No kidding. You got something that's really terrific.
0: Well,
2: that's very sweet of you, Jerry. Tell me, what do I have that's so wonderful? Me? <laughs> Listen here, Jerry. I really do think you ought to start acting your age. You must make a terrible impression on girls.
4: Oh, no, I don't, Dean. In fact, I always know the right thing to do. Last night, I took a girl to a dance, and I even wired her some flowers.
2: Sounds wonderful. Did you dance every dance?
4: Oh, we couldn't. The flowers are wired to her legs. (laughs) (laughs) I
2: give up. I'm through arguing with you. Besides, it's time we introduce our first guest this evening. Tell me, do you know who it's going to be?
4: Well, that, that, that great food expert, Conrad Van Crunch, was supposed to visit us again, but we just heard that he won't be here. Well,
2: and we don't seem to have a guest there unless you'd like to take Vaughn Crunch's place.
4: Deany boy, I think that would be splendid Cardinal Sterling and definitely Peachy King.
2: All righty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and
2: gentlemen, it becomes my pleasure to welcome back that international gourmet and author of the best-selling book, Through Darkest America with Knife and Fork. Herr Conrad von Crunch, how are you? How are you today, sir?
4: Ah, the whole stomach is upset. I feel all nervous, like I have butterflies in my stomach.
2: Well, that's too bad. What would you have for dinner? (laughs)
4: Butterflies.
0: Butterflies. Herr von
2: Crunch, you've been all over the world. Tell me, in your travels, did you have any strange uh, dining experiences?
4: Well... Once, when I was visiting Baghdad, I stopped in a little place. It was a sidewalk cafe.
2: A sidewalk cafe. <laughs> and what was their specialty? French fried sidewalks. Now, that's ridiculous. How can anyone eat a sidewalk?
4: Don't be silly. It's no different than eating a driveway. Well, tell me, uh, what
2: else is on the menu?
4: They served me some soup. <laughs> but I found something in it.
2: Was it a hair, Herr, Herr von Grunsch? No, it was... What did you say? I asked, uh, was it a hair, Herr von Krantz?
4: No, it was a noodle, noodle, Mr.
0: Martin.
2: (laughs) Where'd you dig up the noodle, noodle?
4: The same place you dug up the hair, hair, (laughs) Selma. Herr von
2: Kranz, our time is running out. But before you go on, what was the strangest meal you ever ate?
4: The strangest meal I ever ate was in the wilds of Africa. I was dining with a Eubanky chief, and he served me a family dinner.
2: What did the family dinner consist of? A
4: father, a mother, and two little girls. Now,
2: that was incredible.
4: No, that was Africa. Africa. <laughs>
2: While as Herr von Crunch fades into oblivion, there emerges before our eyes the handsome figure of Jimmy Wallington.
1: Oh, thank you, Dean. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> every day you hear more and more about an incredibly fast way to relieve the pains of headache, neuritis, or neuralgia. It's Anacin. A N A C I N. Now, the reason Anacin is so wonderfully fast acting and effective is this Anacin is like a doctor's prescription. That is, Anacin contains not just one but a combination of medically proven active ingredients in easy-to-take tablet form. Thousands of people have received envelopes containing anison tablets from their own dentist or physician, and in this way discovered the incredibly fast relief anison brings from pains of headache, neuritis, or neuralgia. So the next time a headache strikes, take anison. A-N-A-C-I-N, Anison in handy boxes of 12 and 30, Economical family-sized bottles of 50 and 100. Ask for Anison at any drug counter.
3: No
2: one, not even the professionals, can explain what makes a hit song. But when a tune does become a smash, it's usually just about unanimous. Here's a little ditty that's had the jute boxes humming for quite a spell now. It's all about the little white cloud that sat right down and cried.
3: Strolling Down by the river Feeling very Sad Inside When all at once I saw In the sky The little White cloud That cried He told me He Was very Lonesome No one cared If he Lived or died And said Sometimes The thunder And lightning Would make All the little Clouds high He said Have faith In all Kinds of weather For the sun will always shine. Do your best and always remember the dark clouds pass with time. He asked me if I'd tell all the world just how hard. All oh, little clouds try. That's why I think I'll always remember the little white cloud that cry He said, have faith in all kinds of weather, for the sun will always shine. Do your best And always remember The dark clouds pass
0: with time
3: He yes, asked me if i tell all the world Just how hard All little clouds try That's why I think I'll always remember the little
0: white cloud
3: which sat right down and cried
2: Thank you very much. Very kind. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. And now it's time to get off that little white cloud and get down to earth with Jimmy Wallington.
1: Thanks, Dean. And now here's something of interest to everybody. For breathless
5: moments, for your breathless
1: moments...
2: Chew
4: dentine, the gum with breathtaking flavor.
5: Dentine tastes so good.
4: Dentine freshens your breath.
5: Dentine helps keep your teeth sparkling clean and white.
4: Dentine. The gum with breathtaking flavor.
5: Before you go out and always after eating, drinking, smoking, refresh your breath with dentine. You'll love dentine chewing gum, for dentine has a wonderful, tingling, nippy flavor that lingers on and on. It's delicious, and remember, dentine helps keep your teeth white, too. Keep dentine handy. You'll enjoy refreshing your breath when you chew dentine. So for breathless moments, for your breathless moments...
2: Chew dentine.
4: The gum with... Breathtaking flavor.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, it now becomes my privilege to introduce our guest of the evening. He's a gentleman we've enjoyed in many stage plays, on the radio, and in countless motion pictures. So here he is, very fine actor and the world's greatest connoisseur of chills and thrills, the one and only Mr. Boris Karloff,
1: ladies and gentlemen.
6: Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you, Dean, for that very kind introduction. Well, Boris, I... Meant every word. Of. Well, this is very reassuring to me. You see, in spite of the fiendish parts that I play in pictures, I'm really a kind and mild-mannered man. In fact, I'm as soft-hearted and gentle a man as you could ever meet. Don't I appear that way? Dean, why don't you answer? I can't. You're joking me. Hey. Uh, I'm so sorry, Dean. <laughs> Force of habit, you know.
4: Hey, Dean! Hey, Dean! I just had it. A... All right, buddy, it's two miles of the cemetery.
0: <laughs>
6: cemetery? I'm not dead.
4: You're not dead?
6: No, but I'm enormously interested in people who are.
4: You you know something? For a minute, I thought you was Boris Karloff, and I I got scared. Boy, that that guy really scares me. Gosh, imagine me thinking you was Karloff.
6: (laughs) I am Boris Karloff.
0: (laughs) Uh. Jerry,
2: how can you fail to recognize Boris Karloff?
4: Gosh, Mr. Karloff, I've seen all those movies you make. You always look so weird and horrible, your face is so frightening, and you look like a regular monster. Now,
6: wait a minute, Jerry. It's the makeup that makes me look like a monster.
4: Oh, I see
6: now tell me what's your excuse
4: <laughs> hey that was pretty good, Boris. <laughs> I mean, you're supposed to be a dramatic acting. <laughs>
2: Dean, we couldn't get Peter Laurie. Now, Jerry, that's no way to talk to a fine actor like Mr. Karloff.
4: Oh, I was the only fooling Dean. I'm Mr. Karloff, honestly. I've seen all those pictures where you play ghouls and werewolves and things. In fact, maybe you could tell me something.
6: Well, I'd be delighted.
4: Is it true that once a year you have to renew your haunting license?
0: Well. well I, I mean, uh... do,
4: do you really spook only when you're spooking to? <laughs>
0: no, I...
2: Oh, stop it, Jerry. In real life, Mr. Karloff is just as normal as you. Here now, I won't have you insulting our guest.
0: <laughs> of
2: course, I really should apologize for Jerry. He, he can be real nice when he wants to. He he just has to be pushed.
6: Well, if he has to be pushed, I suggest it be from the highest possible altitude. Yes.
2: <laughs> now you see how angry you made our guest, Jerry. Don't forget, Mr. Karloff played Frankenstein.
4: What's so wonderful about that? I played Frankenstein, too.
2: You played Frankenstein, the monster?
4: No, Frankenstein, the butcher. He got the cards full of chicken fat.
0: Jerry.
6: Dean, how long must I stand here and be heckled by this, this, this animated skeleton?
2: (laughs) Boris, you just can't insult Jerry. I don't think he knows what a skeleton is. I do so,
4: too. A skeleton is nothing but a pack of bones with the people scraped
2: off. See what I mean? Do you see what I mean, boy? Well, it's all in fun
6: Now, if the truth is known I've admired you for a long time Do you know, I saw your latest picture Sailor beware and laughed some fella's head off Have
4: you seen all our
6: pictures, Mr. Carlo? Yes, indeed And ever since I saw, that's my boy I've had a secret desire to play your father in a motion picture.
2: (laughs) Say, that sounds intriguing. Boris Karloff playing the father in one of our pictures.
1: Let's find out, Jimmy. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we are proud to present Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis, and Boris Karloff in that homespun story of the supernatural entitled... (laughs) Just Plain Dracula. Our scene is the typical suburban dungeon of an average family, of werewolves. As we look in on this quaint little home, Frank, the oldest son, is just returning from school. Well, here I am. Might as well go in.
0: Anybody
2: home?
6: Hello, Frank. I'm glad you're home. Just go into the kitchen. I think your mother left you some
2: cold meat.
6: That's nice. Anybody I know?
0: Uh, You're
6: beginning to sound just like your brother,
2: Herbie. Ah, gee, Dad. What are we going to do about Herbie? I don't think he likes being a werewolf. No. I'm afraid he's the white sheep of the family. Shh. Here comes Herbie now. He seems excited. Ah!
4: and you'll never guess what happened. Well, tell me. Well, the game was all tied up. It was the last inning. We had two men on and it was my turn at bat. The pitcher threw the ball and just as I swung my bat...
6: The game was cold?
4: No, so the bat flew away. <laughs>
2: well, that's just too bad.
4: You know something, Dad? I feel different from the other little boys. LAUGHTER
2: i do it all the time, Dad. He's just ashamed of his family. Ah, you have too much time to think, Herbie.
6: Now, what you need is a job. Perhaps you should work with your uncles down at the bank.
4: But I don't like to handle money.
6: Who mentioned money? I mean the blood bank.
4: (laughs) I don't want to work there. And another thing, I'm getting pretty sick of taking children to school every day.
2: But all the big boys take children to school every day.
4: In a Mm (laughs) lunchbox?
6: Herbie, Herbie, you must learn to be proud of your people. I'm a werewolf, and I love it. In the dead of night, I love to prowl around gravestones. I like to beat and strangle. You see, my son, I revel in blood and death and broken
4: bones. Gee, Dad, you're cute.
6: (laughs) Herbie, you must learn to accept things like your brother Frank. He's happy as he is. And look how all the girls go for him.
0: That's
2: right. You'd be surprised how many girls lose their heads over me. (laughs) Herbie! It's no wonder... Herbie! (laughs) Herbie! Harvey, it's no wonder you're a lousy werewolf. You're a sissy.
4: I am not a sissy. Just for that, I'm going over to my girlfriend's father and I'm going to ask for her hand.
2: Ah, anybody can ask for a girl's hand.
4: Clear up to the elbow. <laughs>
2: no use talking to him, Dad. I'm going to turn on the radio. Good idea, Frank. It's time for John's other ghoul. <laughs>
6: You hear that, my son?
4: Gee, Dad. They're playing our tune.
6: (laughs) Why, son, you do care.
2: Well! (laughs) Welcome back to the Werewolves, Herbie. Let's sing our anthem. All right, boys. Sound your way.
0: Oh! Oh! Oh. Oh. Good! Spooking and
3: haunting, where i on, where I'm Though we're not human, we still have fun I am a werewolf twelve feet tall I never walk when I can crawl
4: And I am the biggest creep of all
2: Cause
0: we are a trio of ghouls
4: I feel so spooky
0: Cause we are a trio of ghouls
5: The mask is off in cigarette advertising. Chesterfield is first to name all its ingredients because you should know what gives you the best possible smoke. Chesterfield uses the right combination of the world's best tobaccos, pre-tested by laboratory instruments for the most desirable smoking qualities. And Chesterfields are kept tasty and fresh by pure, costly moistening agents, entirely safe for use in the mouth, as proved by over 40 years of continuous use in tobacco products. And remember, your Chesterfields are wrapped in cigarette paper of the highest purity, the best money can buy. That's what Chesterfields are made of, the world's best tobaccos, pure costly moistening agents, the best cigarette paper money can buy, nothing else. Only Chesterfield names its ingredients, and they give you the best possible smoke, much milder with an extraordinarily good taste, and most important, no unpleasant aftertaste. Ask your dealer for Chesterfields today.
3: Some weeks
2: ago, we were winding up our theater date in Minneapolis, and we decided to have a little blowout after the last show. Well, all the kids were there, and after the remains of a dozen steak sandwiches were cleared away, we sat down for a gab fest, a few stories, and a little close harmony singing. Long about 2 a.m., and I finally latched on to one of the prettiest Western songs ever written. So, Richard, let's relive a little, huh?
3: <laughs> Empty saddles in the old
0: corral
3: Where do you ride tonight? Are you rounding up the doggies, the strays of long ago? Are you on the trail of buffalo? Empty saddles in the old corral. Where do you ride tonight? Are there rustlers on the border or a band? Are you heading for the air? Empty guns covered with rust Where do you talk tonight? Empty boots covered with dust Where do you walk tonight? Saddles in the old corral My tears will be dry tonight If you'll only say I'm lonely As you carry my old pal Empty saddles in the old corral As you carry my old bell, empty saddle in the old
0: coat.
4: Boy, I love everything about the West. I'll never forget the last time I was on a horse. It was wonderful. They couldn't get me off. The horse caught your fancy? No, the stirrup caught my foot. Oh. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Excuse me, boys, but i I'd just like to bid you both
2: good night. Well, Boris, I trust you enjoyed your visit? I certainly
6: did. I found your partner quite engaging. Something's been troubling me for years, but after what I learned by watching Jerry tonight, I'm completely relieved.
4: Hey, that's wonderful, Mr. Karloff. Tell us, what did you learn by watching me tonight?
6: I am not the
2: most gruesome man alive. (laughs) Horace, I agree with you. Seriously, we really enjoyed having you with us on our show.
4: Yes, we did. And all kidding on the other side, Mr. Karloff. You've been a swell guest, and I hope you'll come back again real soon. Thank you, boys, and good night, everyone. Good night. Thank you. Good night, Mr. Karloff, and ladies and gentlemen, we've been asked to give you a message of utmost importance. The American Cancer Society is now in the midst of its 1952 cancer crusade, and funds are urgently needed to help the ACS carry on its vital programs of research, education and service to the cancer patient. Strike back against cancer by giving generously to your unit of the American Cancer Society. Mail your contribution today to Cancer, C-A-N-C-E-R, in care of your local post office. Our listeners have been so wonderful in their response to our pleas for the Muscular Dystrophy Association. And we hope you will give ACS the same wonderful consideration. So please, mail those contributions to cancer, C-A-N-C-E-R, in care of your local post office.
3: So until next week, this is
4: Dean Martin. And Jerry Lewis reminding you that our current picture sale Beware may now be seen at your local theaters. Until we see you, good night, everyone. <laughs>
1: Ladies and gentlemen, from Hollywood, you have just heard transcribed, the Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis Show, written by Ed Simmons and Norman Lear, produced and directed by Dick Mack, with music under the direction of Dick Stabile. And brought to you by Anderson, for pains of headache, neuritis, and neuralgia, by Dentine, the gum with breathtaking flavor, by Beeman's Pepsin, the gum that's great to chew and good for your digestion, too, and by Chesterfield, the only cigarette that names all its ingredients. Sound off for Chesterfield, the cigarette that's much milder, with an extraordinarily good taste, and most important. No unpleasant aftertaste.
6: Transcribed. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.